welcome to uh, another edition, another week, uh, the first weekend so far uh, for the National Football League is in the works. Uh, so glad you could join me today on the program. My name is Dean Millard, and this is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily, where we give you the latest, uh, greatest, most entertaining, and sometimes silly uh, news of the fantasy world and more. We dive into much more than just uh, fantasy, but our big focus is, of course, uh, the fantasy world and lots, lots to unpack. Definitely not going to have time to get to everything today that happened over the weekend, but we'll try to unpack it all with uh, a really fun guest list today. Uh, Rod Peterson is joining us on the show. He, of course, of the Rod Peterson Show. You can see that uh, noon to 2 Eastern on the Game Network. Uh, he's also on radio and, of course, rodpeterson.com. Uh, I love going on Rod's show, and I love when I get to chat with him. So looking forward to that conversation for sure. Jamie Thomas joins us every Monday on the program. And we basically go around the horn. We'll talk some baseball, some football, and uh, some hockey with uh, Jamie, who, of course, is a member of the Jets radio broadcast. The Dallas Stars are our Dauber hockey preview today. And uh, we will get to Fantasy Thunderdome. All of that uh, still to come on the program. But we start uh, the show Every day with our question of the day and trying to keep it simple for everybody. Who was the biggest point producer for you in week one? And I hope you're not going to end up like me and having your biggest point producer on the bench. My biggest point producer ended up being quiet Clyde Edwards Alaire. Now, this is a touchdown only league. He caught two touchdowns he, he, instead of running them in. Both were the same, but he had 12 points. Uh, Ryan Tannehill passed two touchdowns on my bench. So every guy that scored a point, I had three guys score points for me. Jalen Hurts rushed in a touchdown. Mike Evans caught one from Tom Brady. And my kicker got two field goals. So I'm getting crushed. So my biggest point performer was on my bench. And that, that's not going to help. Obviously, that's Fantasy 101. So I'd love to hear from you. Who was your biggest point producer. Arnie chiming in saying, today we convert you to a Ryder fan, eh, Dean? You know, I lived in Regina for 10 months. And it was right before I moved to Edmonton. I went from Red Deer to Regina. And and I love, listen, I love going to Ryder games because the uh, atmosphere is great. Palmers are just destroying everybody, including the riders. So Rod knows where I stand. Every time I talk to him, I mention Brandon. He knows exactly uh, where I stand on that side of the fence when it comes to the Banjo Bowl. How about the Banjo Bowl? Uh, they, not only did the uh, Bombers crush the riders, but they also really honored uh, Sarah Orleski, who was uh, working her last game for TSN. Andy Mack joining the show in the Twitch chat please join us there uh tell us where you're watching and how you're doing our top three today top three things we learned on sunday so the first thing that i look at on on from from sunday was just how explosive 
so many people were. And Justin Jefferson, JJ delivers like JJ Walker with some dynamite. Dynamite! Nine grabs, 184 yards. Mr. Jefferson moving on up. That is massive, as if he wasn't already a number one caliber receiver. How about this day that he had? Uh, Okay, well, that's obviously not going to be playing. So uh, we are having a little bit of a connection issue here today uh, with uh, some of the equipment. So I do apologize. We'll get back to the Jefferson video, uh, hopefully shortly. Carson Wentz off. The quarterback of the Commanders. He gets it done. 27 of 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns. By the way, did you hear Michael Irvin yesterday? He said Kirk Cousins was going to throw eight touchdowns. Now, Kirk Cousins threw the ball a lot to this guy, Justin Jefferson. That's still not working. I don't know why that is not working. Anyway, Justin Jefferson, huge day. Carson Wentz. Through four touchdowns, one intercession, 35 points for the former Eagles and Colts leader. Ten different commanders caught a pass yesterday. So it was a good thing that um, Carson Wentz knew where all his receivers were because the commanders don't even know what state they're in. They sold mugs at the game yesterday with Washington State in the background. So Carson Wentz obviously had a better idea of where his receivers were than where Washington thinks their franchise is. And Barkley barks the loudest. Saquon, he said it in the preseason. He was out to prove he can be a number one running back and stay healthy. He got the number one running back part right yesterday. 33 fantasy points thanks to 164 yards on 13 carries and a touchdown. He also had six catches for 30 yards. Now, let's see if he can stay healthy. I I, I don't think anybody has ever questioned the talent. Maybe there was some question of the motivation. Possibly. I don't know. He seems motivated. He said he has a chip on his shoulder coming into training camp with the Giants this year. And he, he looked great yesterday. Now, We're going to get to something later on with Jamie Thomas about overreactions. Now, overreactions can be bad, as in what the heck was happening with Cam Akers and the the, the play calling the other day. And you can also overreact to really good things. So, you know, I wouldn't be anointing Saquon Barkley the top running back in the entire season until he shows you he can be that top guy for an entire season. Justin Jefferson has proven it before. You know, the same question marks are being thrown at Christian McCaffrey right now. Easily the number one running back when he is firing on all cylinders. In 2019, he finished 123 points ahead of Aaron Jones, the number two running back. But it's, you're, you're, you are no good if you're on crutches. The best players are great if they're on the ice, on the field, on the diamond. And, you know, unfortunately that's, Plagued a lot of guys. Some of the best hockey players, Cam Neely, Eric Lindros, just couldn't stay healthy. You know, the the list of running backs who look great is 
a mile, 20,000 miles long. In all sports, it happens to guys. And, and listen, I think being on the field and being healthy is, is part of that legacy of being a, a, a GOAT or a legendary player. I mean, Tom Brady is a GOAT because, yeah, he was won a lot, but he's played since the Stone Ages. So durability counts when you're talking about legacies. Now, if you are just so good that you couldn't ignore it, like I feel like a Lindros or um, Cam Neely, Barry Sanders didn't play that long, wasn't injured, he just was was so great. There's, there's, a, there's a difference if you were that good in a short amount of time. Bobby Orr didn't have that long of a career in the grand scheme of things. So let's see if, if Saquon Barkley can keep doing this. I, I would love to see it. I love when guys come back with a chip on their shoulder. Nick TVIP joining the chat. Hey, Diener, how's it going? It is great uh, today, Nick. And uh, Andrea throwing in some cheers. Thank you so much. Arnie, I'm telling you, I know you think that you can convert me to a Riders fan. I got a weaking tattoo somewhere on my body that I'm not going to show you. Actually, I don't, but I might at some point. But people might think I do. You will never convert me. I do like Saskatchewan, and I like the people there, but you'll never convert me from a Manitoba, even though I live in Alberta. So it's a great rivalry, and it's funny because, you know, I'm from Manitoba. Saskatchewan and Manitoba are very much alike, yet we argue like we're so much better uh, than the other. I wish Saskatchewan had an NHL team. I would love to see that rivalry that you get with any kind of, whether it's junior hockey or, or football or whatever, so... Keep chiming in on the chat. Uh, as mentioned, we got Rod Peterson coming up at uh, 20 past the hour. Jamie Thomas is going to join us at 5.20 Eastern time. We'll go around the horn with him. And, of course, we'll get your thoughts on everything that took place last night. I don't know why, um, unfortunately, these videos are not working uh, because I'd really love to show you what Justin Jefferson did last night. How about what, ah, see, yeah, these videos are, we're having a bit of a technical glitch, but let's talk about the Broncos and uh, the Seahawks uh, tonight. Well, uh, I'll get this uh, figured out in the break. And early MVP of the NFL season goes to the schedule maker. I mean, What a slate of revenge tours in week one. You had Baker Mayfield facing his former game. You had Jameis Winston going up against Marcus Mariota. Like, how does the NFL schedule maker get it right like that? It's amazing. The revenge tour continues tonight with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They're facing off against Seattle. Of course, that is... Russell Wilson's former team. Like, this is going to be awesome. I'm really, really excited uh, just ab- about the uh, the revenge tour factor from from these two. T- well, the, the, the weekend was awesome, but just, you know, tonight to finish it off with that revenge factor, I think is uh, is pretty cool. Uh, Okay, so let's get to some starts and sits from the Broncos and the Chargers. And, uh, you know, I I don't think it's rocket science uh, with uh, some of this, but I think there could be some tough decisions. 
Uh, Russell Wilson, you're starting him. He's going to be amped up, uh, so I think that's a good sign. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, um, you're going to see a timeshare, so I would be throwing them both in your lineup. Cortland Sutton, yes. Jerry Judy, I'm not as high on him, but still a good number two option. And uh, Albert Okwabongo, and I totally butchered that. I would be sitting uh, Big Albert. Geno Smith, no. Do I need to tell you that? If I do, you you really might be just donating your money. Uh, Rashad Penny, yeah. Kenneth Walker, no. Don't even sure if he's going to play. questionable. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, yeah. Even though it's Geno Smith, they're going to get their passes. And I would fit no assent, no offense. Uh, but you know what? You might not have a whole lot of choices coming into tonight. It's the last game of the season. Uh, so if you're watching live on Twitch, let me know what is going on as far as your starts and sits. Oh, Andrea says she'd get a wheat socks tattoo. Uh, Seahawks don't have a chance. Pretty sure Wilson will get some booze, says Nick VIP. And Rod Peterson says, anybody else getting really low audio? Oh, wait, it's just me. Sounds great. <laughs> I was worried there. I thought maybe we were having some audio issues. Uh, love it that Rod is uh, chiming in. Uh, what do you think about these start sits that I'm throwing out there? Agree, disagree? Uh, I know it's funny. Last time we had Andy on Thursday, we did start sits. And everybody was wrong. Every, who could have predicted Cam Akers? Nobody. Nobody was going to predict that. Daryl Henderson should have been a sit. He ended up getting more points. The one thing I'm wondering about is, are we going to get a relax from Aaron Rodgers? Because the Vikings crushed them yesterday. I really wish that Justin Jefferson video was working. I'll get that working in the break and get it uh, figured out why it is not working. But the Packers, 23-7. Not looking good. Uh, I I think tonight is you're you're right, Nick. The Seahawks are they don't have a chance. Um, it's all about fantasy, which is why I watch games now for the, that reason. Anyway, I I am a massive fantasy guy. I watch you know yesterday I'm putting on you know the, when the Raiders playing I'm watching them, but I also have Josh Jacobs, so I'm watching that for fantasy. But the other games are strictly because of fantasy implications it's weird it's really weird how it changes when you get deep into fantasy how it changes what and how you are watching so tonight is is going to be interesting I, like i think uh, you're going to get points from those first four denver uh, players i'm not sure how much jerry judy's going to get egg on my face if he doesn't and then the only two three guys i would start from the seahawks penny Lockett and Metcalf, which will be started most weeks. But again, as mentioned, you don't have a lot of options because there's only two teams going. Uh, maybe you have a flex option open and you have some of those uh, other two guys, or maybe you are counting on this. But tonight, uh, Denver's going to crush them. And I do you really think Russell Wilson's going to get booed tonight? I mean, he's a pretty popular player in Seattle. I would be really surprised if he was booed. Arnie says, as a small-town Saskatchewan kid that grew up listening to 620 CKRM, you were the kind of soundtrack of the fall. Excited to hear you and Dean chat today. All right, Arnie, I'm excited for that as well. Uh, okay, let's do this. Um, we are going to get to 
Uh, oh, we already actually did that. So we're going to talk out for a quick commercial break. I'm going to get uh, things sorted out on this end with uh, some of the tech issues. Get Rod all signed up, and we will come back, and we'll talk a little bit of everything with Rod Peterson, the host of the Rod Peterson Show. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. We are back in just a couple of seconds. Continuing on with this Monday edition of Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. Uh, people are really excited about uh, Rod Peterson joining the show. Uh, Andrew says, welcome, Rod. Um, keep up the great work, says Nick. Uh, Larry Fisher, great to have you here, Rod. Echoing Arnie's comments, missing the games in the grain truck. Was always better with you on the radio uh, for the Riders and Rod Phillips uh, for the Oilers. A great time of the year on the Prairie. So, uh, maybe I'll have to talk to Rod about when he would go like football and hockey, what he was doing the Pats. Uh, Arnie says, if Pete Carroll had one wish, what would he use it on winning the first game against Russell Wilson or go back in time and just hand the ball to beast mode? Oh, Andrea, the birthday girl, hasn't pointed it out, but I think Dean has a nice new haircut for Rod's appearance. So I'm just combing my hair now. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting into uh, grooming and trying to uh, look presentable. Um, that's what you have to do when you're, when you're normally just doing, uh, uh, a podcast, you just don't really care or you're doing radio. All right. Uh, we're going to bring him in right now. Uh, he is the host of, uh, the Rod Peterson show. You can hear that Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. to noon mountain time on the game network, uh, on radio in the, the States as well, as I recently heard Rod Peterson. Uh, last time I saw you, we were in a freezing cold rink. How are you today? Oh, well, not freezing cold, Dino. Good to see you, buddy. Really good to see you. I love what you got going on here, dude. Oh, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and this is just the, the home office. And, you know, just like try. what I actually I did is I saw what you guys were doing. 
just such a great program and a great setup that you guys have there in Regina. Um, and I thought, wow, that's that's really awesome. I use the same program that you guys do, and it's it's kind of proof that you know a lot of people can do some really great, I think, uh, production without having to. Um, you know, work for a TV station or a radio station anymore. It's just a lot of flexibility nowadays. I've spent the last 20 minutes trying to get logged back into Twitch. I was very excited to see that you're on Twitch. And I watch a lot of things on Twitch. Primarily, first was Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. But then, fan control football. Because, obviously, you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of guys that springboarded their football career, even to the NFL, from fan control football. And I was watching on Twitch. But it's been since then that I've lost so my password. You know how that all goes, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I'd like to watch myself on Twitch. I've never been on Twitch. I think today's kind of cool. Thanks there for having go. me. No problem. It's it's very easy. You know, it's funny. Twitch used to be all about gaming, and now you know they have the NFL Thursday night rights for football, and they're getting more into shows like this. So it's uh, it's it's really really uh, exciting, and uh, just a- another avenue. And obviously, you guys have expanded as well. The the news that you're you're in you're on the radio now in the states. There's a lot of places where people can find you. Obviously, RodPeterson.com. But before we get into everything, where can everybody find your show? Uh, well, Game Plus TV every day uh, for your Alberta viewers. That's Talos Optic Cable. So I think it's channel 924 in Alberta and BC. So television there, YouTube Live Daily, and then WQEE Radio in Atlanta. I don't – well, I know how it happened. It was a God shot, I think, that they found us. But it aired, they aired on a rebroadcast 7 to 9 at night in Atlanta. Sorry if I'm breaking up here a little bit. I don't know why that is. Um, and podcast form – like you, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all the best podcasts. So that's what Beautiful. we're doing there. Yeah. What, stu- what stood out for you from this weekend in, uh, in the National Football League? I was talking about a guy like Saquon Barkley, you know, coming back with a big chip on his shoulder. Was mm. there anything that really uh, stood out in a good or bad way for you this weekend? All kinds of things. Um, it's, it's a good point. Quarterbacks that had chips on their shoulders might have been the marquee storyline, whether it was Baker Mayfield Russell Wilson tonight, Tom Brady, who was ticked off, but just not at the Cowboys, right? Um, it's funny because we, you know, the, the, we, the Buccaneers won 19 to three. We, as the Cowboys fan here, somebody tweeted from our show account that it was a trouncing and people were writing back going, what do you call 19-3 a trouncing? Yeah. Being in the NFL, yeah, it, it's a two touchdown win. It's a double digit. It was a trouncing. Yeah. Okay. So I guess number one as a Cowboys fan, the season's over. It reminds me of the first game of 2015 when Darian Durant popped an Achilles first week. I'm like, the season's over. It's over. I knew it. And so that from a Cowboys fan perspective is that. And then JT O'Sullivan's a guy you might want to get on your show, Dean. He played uh, how many years in the NFL? 12 years in the NFL, I think. One season with the Rough Riders. He was on our show last week. And he runs a show on YouTube called The, the QB School where he really deeply gets into the nuances of NFL quarterback play. And I said, okay, JT, once and for all, tell me who has the edge in a Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson scenario going against your former team, the quarterback or the defense? Because you hear it, Dean, debated, right, at at length, at all levels of football. And he goes, it's honestly a wash. The quarterback knows the defense's nuances. The defense knows the tendencies of the quarterback. So if you're picking games or, in your case, fantasy – don't go by either side having the edge because clearly nobody does. Look at Baker, and we'll see what happens tonight with Russell. You know, I think, 
like as, as that's really true and as close as it is and you can extend that to a penalty shot or a breakaway you know who has the edge the goalie or the forward a pitcher i always think the person who's starting the play because they know the play they have the edge like the guy coming in on the breakaway yeah. he knows where he wants to go as me as a goalie i'm guessing the pitcher he knows where he wants to put the ball the quarterback so i always think if if i'm going to go with one of those i'm going with the guy who has the ball the puck whatever in their hands to start the play yeah, well, it's funny you say that. And you mentioned, I'm not going to let you forget that we're going to talk about Connor Bedard. Yes. he, Because uh, he's got about 18 different tools in his toolbox. And I asked him, when do you know what move you're going to use? <laughs> and he's like, usually around the blue line. So I guess when he picks up the puck in a penalty shot at center, he doesn't know, Dean, until he crosses the blue line. And then he, But not every player is like that, right? Yeah. Most guys are going to go to the same move all the time. But Connor Bedard doesn't have to do that. But back to the National Football League, my storyline was the quarterbacks facing new, their old team. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that's been deemed expendable in their life, I have, you have, clearly, I'm pulling for the quarterback. So I was very upset that Baker Mayfield was unable to pull that off at home in week one against Cleveland. I'm a little surprised that he couldn't, to be honest. I said the MVP early in the season right now is the NFL schedule maker. I mean, it's revenge tour after revenge tour. Mariota and Winston going against each other in week one. That's awesome. Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't know how they have, like, they sit there and look at the drama in the offseason and, and get it all figured out. But this is this was an incredible week one. Everybody loves revenge tours. Everybody loves those. And this was full of them this weekend. I couldn't believe yes. it. Yeah, and I haven't really looked ahead to week two, but who the heck was I? Somebody was saying Cleveland lead big game. and Oh, it's Houston and Cleveland, I believe, week 12, when Deshaun comes back. Yeah. How do you plan that? Unless I felt serious that we're going to give him an 11-game suspension, and it, oh, it just happens to win when he faces the Texans. But that's quite a coincidence, too. Yeah, uh, uh, indeed. Okay, so you mentioned it. Let's let's talk about Connor Bedard because I, I'm fascinated by this. You know, I think that guy could use the same move every time and still score 60 because his shot is so ridiculous. And, and we saw uh, glimpses of that. The other day in their first preseason game, he had two goals in four minutes. Like, take the rest of the preseason off, Connor. You are, are done. The, the big question with everybody is, what does Regina do to build around him? And, and I I'd imagine that's a, a question that comes up like 50,000 times a day, almost as much as a, a rider's question. This is one of the best players we have ever seen in junior hockey. How, how, how does Regina do this? How do they handle this? They, you know, if they trade him, certainly you can't trade him till much later. You have to build around this guy because he's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, in my opinion. What are your thoughts, Rod? How they handle it is they trade him sooner than later. That's the only way that they can handle it. They've, they, <clears throat> look, man, that's my team, as you know, and it's the team I always love. I loved him first. I love him the most, and I'll always love the Regina Pats. But they've got to trade Connor Bedard. I mean, what happened Saturday night, you pointed it out. It was a preseason game. Yeah, he scored two goals in four minutes, but they lost. Yep. I saw what happened with Jordan Eberle and Colton Tubert. You can't have a two-player or one-player team. You just can't. So they've signed some guys that I don't even know their names. Some European, there's a third-round pick of Washington. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So you've got one guy that Connor Bedard can play with. I don't care. He's got to go. He's got to go. You had him there for three years. This is his third year, Dean, and he's only 17. Yeah. Let's think about that for a second and then realize that you haven't done anything with him. You owe it to Connor, 
You owe it to the Western Hockey League and to yourselves to move him and set the franchise up in the future. As far as you, is, yeah, go ahead. Just what about season ticket holders that bought in this year? What about it's business? I'm sorry. It's, it's the way that it is. You should have been better. I agree. That's all that I can say. And Tim, you were at World Juniors. I was at World Juniors. The, you know, the, I was in the press box there. With, that's where I saw you. I was mm-hmm. in luxury suites. And the word was, they have to trade him. They have to. It's not yeah. if, it's when. And it's got to be Kamloops because they're the host team. And I have faith in John Paddock as the coach and GM that he will pull off a trade that will set this team up for the future. But what about the season ticket holders? Listen, man, I'm, I'm about had it to hear with sports these days. <laughs> It's reality. You raise ticket prices. You pumped out all those Bedard jerseys. That's fine. You still need to trade them. So all I'm saying to Regina is go buy tickets. Go watch him now so yep. that you can one day say, I watched him when. But he's got to go. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's, it's weird. Like, they, you mentioned it. They've had him for three years. They should have been way better before this. Uh, over, you know, for, for those three. Like, they should have been contending last year, and they should be coming into this year as a number one contender. I, like, you know, Kamloops has the, they got the the picks and everything to be able to make this happen. And, and I'm I'm with you. I, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm with you, though. I don't know if Regina can get good enough this year still without really setting themselves back a long time. Or do you set yourself up for the future? Like, I, I honestly, I think it's too much work to get to be a contender and win the East this year for them. No, they can't. He has to go, and you make a really good point. If they, for whatever reason, try and load up, which is ridiculous, and I think they actually might be thinking that, by the way. They might be thinking mm-hmm. that. It's wrong, but they've got a 20-year-old goalie in Cohen McInnes from the Western Conference. I mentioned the, third, the Capitals' third-round pick. They're trying to augment a little bit. They're still not good enough. And the one thing that I do love about junior hockey, but really sucks when you were with Regina for 20 years like me, where you were never any good, it's like being playing Monopoly, Dean, when you don't have any cash or any buildings. You just have to keep going around and hope you don't land on the – you know what I mean? There's no way. You can't buy free agents. You can't – there's no way to do it, but doing it the right way, and that's building through the draft. And it's too late now. It's too late. Yeah. He's got to yeah. go. That's yeah. the answer. You're landing on boardwalk with somebody who has a bunch of hotels on it and, and you don't have anything. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> it's, it's basically, that's what it is. Uh, I, I know uh, you watch the Dallas Stars a lot. Jake Ottinger signs that contract. He was so good last year. How much is Jason Robertson uh, going to get? And, and, you know, this is an interesting situation with him because 41 goals at that age, you know, you got to throw the money at him. They have a lot of stars there. It, it's an interesting team, Dallas. Quite a mix between old and young. And Robertson's in the young, along with Ottinger. And Ottinger got paid. But they also got, you know, Joe Pavelski there. Tyler Seggins, you know, same age as Taylor Hall. And what's he really accomplished there? Not a whole heck of a lot. I have no idea what he's going to get. I don't even know what the Dallas Stars cap situation is. Yeah, my dad worked for them for 26 years. But I'm not following them like I'm following now the Florida Panthers where I live or the mm-hmm. Calgary Flames where I spend the other half of my time. Or I should say Alberta, Calgary. There's a uh, – can you see this thing? There's a lizard climbing up what? my – Oh, he just took off. Hang you on. You scared him. This is my life now, Dean. Yes, I like sir, it. Did you see this thing? 
You see oh his body? God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that a gecko? Is that the Geico gecko? Yeah. That is, the, that is my life now, is avoiding these little buggers. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you climbing did a good right job. up the wall. You did a good job avoiding mosquitoes all your life in Saskatchewan. Now you just have bigger ones. Or some of the mosquitoes yeah. in northern Saskatchewan and northern Manitoba might be that big, too. It's our provincial bird in Saskatchewan <laughs> is the mosquito. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, what were we talking about, Alberta? Um, I don't know about the Dallas Stars. I'd like to think they're getting better, but let's, they fired their coach after last season. I don't really mm-hmm. know why without a plan, unless they really, really, really wanted Peter DeBoer. And to be honest, I don't know why, why there's such a love-in with Peter DeBoer. I thought Rick Bonus clearly did a great job. There's a lot of things going on in Dallas that I don't understand. Uh, you mentioned Alberta, and that's, you know, at, at the start of free agency, it looked like the Battle of Alberta was over. Um, you know, Gaudreau was gone, Kachuk was leaving, Brad Tree living, former Brandon Weeking, by the way, did a tremendous yeah. job. And now we've got the Battle of Alberta back again. I mean, it was fun last year watching that in the in the playoffs. I wanted seven games. I was so disappointed. And, like, I grew up an Oiler fan. I never wanted the Flames to have success until now because I want to see it in the playoffs all the time like we did in the 80s, where I took it for granted. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm such a hockey fan. I love the hockey so much. What I, bothers me is that it's never coming back to that degree. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, Dean, uh, Brad Tree Living played 12 games with the Regina Pats, too. You can look it up, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, so we, we claim him, too. But I spent 17 weeks in Calgary at Grey Eagle and then another two weeks at River Cree in Edmonton. So I got I could look at both sides of that rivalry. And the thing was, Edmonton wasn't thinking about Calgary. As you know, they were thinking about the L.A. Kings in round one. That's it. And it went to seven, and that was close. Right. But the Flames, I was in Calgary for that first round series against Dallas and all they could think about the Flames fans was playing Edmonton. I'm like, you haven't beaten Dallas yet. Right. Like, is, is this a thing here in Calgary? So and then I'm like, and be careful what you wish for, by the way, be careful what you wish for. And then they got the orders in round two and they, you know, they say, and I'm sure this is true, the nine six Flames win in game one was their undoing because they thought it was going to be easy. Dean, as you know, they never won another game. And the beautiful thing about our show is we're at the Centennial Cup in Esteban for games two, three, four, and five. So the game five was a Thursday night. And I'll never forget watching that from my room in Esteban in the days in, the Connor McDavid goal to end it after the Blake Coleman goal that was called back. And I'm like, oh, my God, we can't have officiating deciding Stanley Cup playoff games here. But from, you know, you're obviously still an Oilers fan, so you must have been living a dream to host that call-in show on TSN 1260, even though they were awful, uh, or Team 1260, whatever it was mm-hmm. at the time. Um, yeah, that was very exciting. And, and the thing was, at least the Oilers were so much better than the team, even Flames fans couldn't argue that the Coleman goal being disallowed had any effect on who won that series. You know, I think back to 2006, that run that the Oilers went on, they almost had a battle of Alberta. The Flames lost to the Ducks. And I remember Ron Wilson saying, everybody's talking about this is a battle of Alberta, and they, Calgary's got to beat us. And they didn't beat them, and then 
we never had it. But it was it was fun to have it last year. It was fun to see everybody yeah. get excited about it again. And and you know you're right. It's never going to be the same intensity. You're not going to have somebody cutting a jersey with a skate. But it, it's still a good rivalry. It's always better when it's in the playoffs. Like okay, the 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 Ryder Bomber rivalry is right now very one sided in in the form of Winnipeg. It's still a fun rivalry, but it's just it's not as good as when both teams are as good as they could be, right? It's just it's not. Well, yeah, and I'll be honest. You're from Brandon. I'm from just south of Regina, farm kid. It's pretty cool. And now here's this little thing running across my patio. Oh. <laughs> Um, it's pretty cool being in Alberta, Dean, and you've been there long enough, like really cool when I'm a guy that's hockey first to see the passion in Alberta for the sport of hockey from the moment they wake up in the morning all day long until they go to bed, it's orders or flames, flames or orders. It's it. And I love it. I'm here for it. So when I was in Alberta this summer at an Elks game in the press box or in the world juniors, what I got from everybody was all anybody's waiting for, all everybody's waiting for is orders camp to start. Yep. Right. So when you were hosting that call-in show, man, there had to be some long nights because that team was not good. Oh, the, the decade of darkness. I mean, here, here was my, the worst Saturday night, February, like minus 35. Uh, the Oilers get pumped six, one and their power play goes over five. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to spend a night in a dark studio talking about the Oilers? Uh, you know, it was, listen, it's fun talking sports. Everybody <laughs> loves to do it. We've all, you know, you've been uh, on bus rides after with the Pats when they got clobbered. It's, it's not fun, but you wouldn't change it for anything because you're doing what you love. And even covering a bad hockey team is fun. Um, and, you know, it has its moments, uh, but it, it's still fun. So I, I'm happy for the fans of of. Edmonton that sat through that decade of darkness. Now, that was maybe pay, uh, payback for the decade they had in the 80s, but I'm happy for the the the, the true fans that have been watching. I'm not happy for the, the bag and, uh, wa- bandwagon jumpers or the people that they just want to argue or complain or whatever. They're not the true fan. The true fan is the guy that says, yeah, my team sucks, but I'm sticking with them. So I'm happy for those guys, and, and I'm happy uh, that both teams can be successful. You disagree? I'm a... Uh, no, no, no. I'm appreciating your take. I don't necessarily agree. And I'll tell you, well, for one, when you were hosting those orders, Collins, did you say, did you think to yourself, man, these people know hockey? Like, did you get the sense that they really knew hockey? Um, like probably half. Like okay. not, not everybody, no. Well, the toughest part for me, but, but enough, right? You couldn't, you couldn't go on the air and BS anybody. Let's oh, no, yeah, way. you're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, and in Saskatchewan with the Rough Riders, all the years that I did, whether it was hosting a daily show or calling the games, the people knew more than I did, yeah. and that was very difficult. That's why I have absolutely zero designs on going back to football in any way, and I probably won't go back to hockey play-by-play either, but it was, it was stressful because I'm like, I'm sitting here hosting this show, and the listeners know more than I do <laughs> about what's going on on the field. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's stressful, dude. So, um, you know, to the, yes, to the fans, I'm just, I'm very happy for the fans too, because they're good people and the people of Alberta really embraced me and there was touch and go whether they were going to or not. And then it's just like, I don't know what the dam broke and away we went and I've really enjoyed my time there. So I can't I'm coming back up October 15th for a while and just nice. for the start of, yeah, start of NHL season. It's going to be awesome. I don't know in South Florida by then, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to care. 
Like I'm going to be at Panthers training camp here and get to as many preseason games as I can. But how Matthew Kachuk stacks up ain't exactly front page news, Dean, if you know what I mean. Yeah, not when the Dolphins are beating the Patriots, uh, that's for sure. And everybody else. Yeah, I think. Yes. I think they're going to. Well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, this is so much fun. I, I love being on your yeah. show, uh, and I love bringing you on here and chatting with you. And, and of course, people uh, can check, uh, obviously check you out at rodpeterson.com, uh, Game Plus Network, uh, YouTube Live, and uh, lots more places to come. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, you know, I know Clark is involved with uh, some of our, uh, our fantasy teams, so it's fun chatting with you whenever I can. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you having me on. I was excited when I saw that you were on Twitch. Um, I'm like, well, that's easy to find. So keep her going, Dino, and anything you need from me, let's do it again because uh, I enjoy these chats with you. Beautiful. Have fun. Uh, say okay, hi to buddy. the Geico Gecko. <laughs> I will. I'll shoot okay. him if I can. Good night. <laughs> See yeah. There's Rod Peterson. Uh, Arnie says, I was about to say, Dean, you're about to say 15% or more. There we go. We got to care about him, says Arnie. Pipeline had him as a scout for multiple years. I'd like to see them together for at least a month. He's talking about uh, Suzdalev, uh, the uh, the Russian uh, that uh, the Pats picked up. Larry says, South Florida, nicely done, Rod. I was going to say it looks pretty tropical in the prairies today. Exactly. I love talking with Rod. I loved uh, my time. Um He's selling himself short when he said people knew more because I would go to football practice with him and Carm Carteri, who was the color man then, and just pick their brain because I didn't know football nearly as well. I'm definitely a, a hockey guy. And I remember the first time I had to do football play-by-play for junior. I was I was scared. I was watching, like, uh, all kinds of different games to make sure I had the terminology. So it's freaky when it's not your comfort zone. For, for So for Rod to say that, I, I do think he's selling himself very short, a very, very knowledgeable guy, and, and great at uh, hockey play-by-play as well. All right, uh, we're going to duck out for a short break. Uh, when we come back, though... Uh, We're going to dive into a little bit more about what happened in the National Football League yesterday. Uh, Still, we will get to our top-shelf fantasy performers, fantasy Thunderdome. We'll preview the Dallas Stars. And Jamie Thomas from Jets TV is still to come on the program. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. We're back in a second.
Just before 5 p.m. Eastern on uh, Wicked Monday afternoon. Uh, Man, that was a fun conversation that we just had uh, with uh, Rod Peterson. Of course, of the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, You can hear that Monday to Friday, as we mentioned. On the Game Plus Network, YouTube Live. And some, uh, it's, that's awesome that they're on the radio in uh, southern United States. So that is uh, what was uh, just happened. Sorry, I'm just loading something up. Okay, um, this is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. Oh, Rod says, can't rewind on this. We will be putting this uh, up. It'll be on Twitch on our channel, and we'll be putting it up on our YouTube. Uh, Arnie says, great job, as always. Oh, I, I thought Arnie was right in uh, Swift Current, but he's in Maple Creek. So that was fun. I love talking with Rod, and uh, like I said, we'll do it again for sure. Nick VIP says he's on Vancouver Island. There we go. Nice place as well, like uh, South Florida. Okay, so we're going to get to Fantasy Thunderdome right now. And this is how it works. We're going to throw two players at you, and you are going to tell us who you're going to take. This is for this season only. Let's get to it now. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. You'd be cocky. And arrogant, even when you're getting beat. Two men enter, one man leaves. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. And right now, I've got two men. It's serious. All right, it is indeed serious. Fantasy Thunderdome today. Running backs in the NFL. I'm going to give you two choices. You're going to tell me who you're going to take. So here's what we're going with today. Justin... Or Austin Eckler, who a lot of people think is a running back number one. Or Jonathan Taylor, who a lot of other people think is a running back number one. So, for these two guys, if you're presented one, who would you take and why? Eckler was not good this weekend. Taylor was great. But is that what you're basing it on, one game? Be some serious overreactions later on with Jamie Thomas, if that's the case. Taylor, Eckler, rest of their career. Nick VIP says Taylor for sure. So chime in on uh, Fantasy Thunderdome. Who would you take 
Austin Eckler or Jonathan Taylor? Taylor was the number one guy this year. Uh, he was uh, RB1. What would you do if I threw Christian McCaffrey into the mix? That would be interesting. I think he for sure is one healthy. I know I talked about that before. That is a big factor. So, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Fantasy Thunderdome, two players enter, one leaves. You decide. Uh, you can have your say in the Twitch chat here. All right, uh, let's get back to some of the big news. Uh, we were kind of rolling through it a little bit. Um, we talked about a little bit about the Broncos-Seahawks matchup, but what I thought uh, was obviously the big story yesterday And that was obviously the DAC digit discomfort. Uh, the broken thumb versus the Bucks last night. There it is. Rod said it. They're done. Jerry Jones said after the game, there'll be a week's he had surgery today. I don't actually know if there's been an, uh, an update. I'll just do a quick search here. Um to see if there's been any update. I know I, I read that the surgery had taken place, but then there would be waiting uh, for an update on the thumb. But like like Rod said, it's not going to be enough. It, it, their season is over. So Ian Rappaport saying Dak Prescott having surgery, this was four hours ago, to stabilize his thumb. Uh, following surgery, surgery, a definitive timetable will be available. Well, it doesn't matter. The, the timetable of their season is over. So much for that prediction Michael Irving made that the uh, Cowboys were going to run the table. I guess the 72 Dolphins are safe. Cooper Rush, likely the guy uh, will keep the Cowboys from going 0-4 or 0-5 by the time Dak comes back. Uh, they've got the Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, and Eagles as a schedule. Sorry. 0-6, probably. They're better with Dak uh, than Rush, obviously, but they were ordinary last night. I mean, they scored three points. 134 yards and a pick. Four fantasy points from Dak Prescott. Awful. And obviously the injury is a huge factor. But it wasn't the, the whole time. Brady was not great either. But he was better. He had a touchdown to Mike Evans and he had 12 points. By the way, Mike Evans was the top producer in the Bucks cowboys snooze fest. 18 points thanks to five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Leonard Fournette had a 15-point fantasy outing thanks to 127 yards uh, and uh, 21 carries. All right, uh, one of the other big stories uh, about yesterday and, and really, you know, all a lot of the offseason minus the... Uh, Deshaun Watson fiasco and, and discussion is what happened with uh, Lamar Jackson yesterday and, and what was happening with Lamar Jackson up until this point. I mean, no contract, no problem 
for Lamar Jackson. He was so good. That 55-yarder, to all the people that think Lamar Jackson can't throw the deep ball, he showed it last night. 17 of 20, 212 yards, three passing TDs. He did have the pick. 25 fantasy points, including that incredible pass to Rashad Bateman. 455 yards. Now, reportedly... Lamar Jackson has declined a five-year deal worth $250 million. That is a lot of cake that he is turning down. But this is why. Well short of the top five quarterbacks when it comes to guaranteed money. Only $133 million of guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed. Kyler Murray, $189.5 million. Russell Wilson, $165 million. Look how old Russell Wilson is. Aaron Rodgers got $150 million. Point seven and Josh Allen, uh, hundred and fifty million. By the way, Lamar Jackson is making just over twenty-three million this year, which is a lot of money, but not when compared to that. Yesterday, he did all the things that all of those guys on that top five list do. Like, it's simply ridiculous. What is going on with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? All those guys ahead of him getting paid. What do the Ravens do? They offer him $133 million guaranteed. Less than all of those guys. All of those guys get at way more. And look at Lamar Jackson. Look what he does. Pay that man his money. Give him the cash! All right, Jonathan Taylor delivers as a number one running back as well in uh, week number one of the National Football League season. So that's maybe this is why you take, you know, if you're basing Taylor and Eckler on one game, that's a bad decision. Bad idea, Jeans. Uh, but Taylor deserves running back one distinction. For yesterday, for sure. 27 points for the Colts uh, running back. 31 carries, 161 yards, a touchdown. Also had 14 yards in the air on four catches. So that's pretty impressive. Who, you know, statement game for Jonathan Taylor. Now, as for tonight, who needs to deliver for you? I need Javante Williams for me, uh, for Denver. But I'm facing Melvin Gordon, so it's probably going to be a wash. I'm not going to win anyway. But... Who needs to deliver for you between uh, the Broncos and the Seahawks? Nick VIP says more like Christian McInjury. Yeah, he has been hurt. And, And that's, like I said, part of the reason you need 
to be on the field. Larry says, if Andy Mack is in the house, he'd take Eckler, big fantasy guy who helped launch our college football league in Vegas. Very cool to have Eckler following all things UFFS. And he's got his own Twitch channel as well. See, this is the thing. So Lamar Jackson is great. And it was against the Jets, though, says Nick. Let's not get too high on Lamar yet. And I'm a fan, LOL. Lamar really needs an agent. He does need an agent, but the team was put in front of him. He shredded them. That's what he's supposed to do. So I think you should get excited. If he's, if he's not doing that against the other teams, then, yeah, they, you have obviously reason to be uh, concerned. But Lamar Jackson needs to get paid. Pay that man his money. Give him the guaranteed money. How does Deshaun Watson get $230 million guaranteed with all that garbage hanging all over him? And $100 million less for Lamar Jackson? It doesn't pass the test. Child, please. But he does need an agent. He's, still, I, I don't blame him for... Like, any of us would take that money. But when you look at those five guys ahead of him, I think Lamar should be at the very least at the bottom of those guys. At the very least. You know, Darren Waller hires an agent. Drew Rosenhaus gets paid. Lamar needs an agent. And Nick P says maybe he needs a scandal. This is scandalous. Turning down all this money. All right. Uh, we're going to duck out for a short break. Top of the hour. Jamie Thomas uh, still uh, going to join us at 520 Eastern time, uh, Jamie will uh, drop by the program. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to dive into some really fun stuff uh, when it comes to, uh, we'll have the Dallas Stars for team preview. Also, we'll get into games to watch and top shelf fantasy performers. Right now, check out Ultimate Crypto Driving Championship. Get yourselves ready to race at great heights to become the Global Sim Racing Champion. Create your crypto livery. Enter with the best designs. Enter to win prizes. Outrace your competition. Winning is all that matters. Watch the other racers in your rear view mirror. Gain massive exposure battling against the biggest names in crypto with a season-long race for the championship. Bring glory to your token. Drive like a champion, win it all. Be first or last. If you're not rubbing, you're not racing. Get behind the wheel and drive for your project.
All right. Apologize uh, for the uh, extended break there. Had to get a couple of things uh, fixed up uh, technically. Um, and I am not a uh, technical genius. I am a uh, technical moron uh, when it comes to that stuff. So uh, Face Palm Circus uh, giving a thumbs up that maybe Lamar Jackson needs a scandal. Hiya, hiya, says Face Palm Circus. So, oh, well, welcome to the show. Thanks uh, for joining us. Um, oh, it's JP from the Barracudas. Big Chicago homer, apparently. So welcome, JP. Great to have you aboard, uh, chiming in. Uh, if you missed Rod Peterson earlier in the first hour, we'll be uploading it to our YouTube channel and putting it out in audio format as well. Uh, so you'll be able to check that out. My name is, is Dean Millard. Thank you so much uh, for joining me on the program today. Um, usually I'm much better at saying my own name, uh, but I have something really cool for you. We're going to get to the Dallas Stars uh, team preview from Dauber Hockey in a second, but remember last week when we had Cameron Turner on from the North Stars and he said they had a Dallas Stars-inspired blackout jersey and, and we showed that off? Well, there's another jersey uh, that is being unveiled in the UFFS ecosystem. If you don't know, uh, we have the four major leagues, hockey, baseball, basketball, and football, American football. But we also have college football, WNBA, UF, or Ultimate Fantasy World Juniors, and Ultimate Fantasy American Hockey League. So all of our NHL franchises have an affiliate or own an AHL franchise in the Ultimate Fantasy American Hockey League. So without further ado, oh, geez, I don't know if I have a drum roll here. Oh, this is, this is bad form um, to not have a drum roll. 60% of the time, it works every time. Yeah, it usually does. Uh, oh, I do have it. Okay. So, without further ado, I present to you one of the ways for the Nobleman. Now that is a good-looking jersey. The Nobleman are the AHL affiliate of the Royals. Arnie Entz, Brent Baldwin, doing a lot of work with that. You can follow them on Twitter at Nobleman underscore UFAHL. Those are good-looking. Regal, if you will. I love uh, the striping on the darks that it's like a belt or something like, like a golden belt like a king would wear. Uh, those are really good. The gloves. And by the way, Andrea Karanduk is our commissioner. She puts these together. I'm pretty sure she put those together. That was awesome. So congratulations uh, to the nobleman. Maria Maria says, those are nice. Face Palm Circus, sick. And Tony says, looking good. I love that yellow belt thingy, too. I love it, too. I don't, your belt thingy. Let's go with the belt thingy. That's what it's called. That belt thingy is dynamite. Happy early birthday uh, to Andrea as well out there. So that's awesome. I love that. Congratulations to the noblemen. Um, we've got more great reveals as we go. A lot of other AHL teams will be revealing. So very cool. You can actually go to uffsports.com and shop for something like that. Just hit to the shop. Oh, yeah, Tony says the Canes had that at one time. Yeah, the Hurricanes. So that's very cool. Uh, make sure you check them out and give them a follow at Nobleman underscore UFAHL and head to uffsports.com. Maybe you can get a mug, a Nobleman's mug 
uh, possibly. We are going to actually start giving some stuff away. I It's my fault. I didn't get a trivia question. Maybe I'll get a trivia question lined up for the final segment after Jamie Thomas. And then maybe we'll, uh, we'll give away a T-shirt of your choice with any logo on it. Okay, now it's time for... Oh, bye, Trish. Have a great day. Um, see you later. Try to get me a Slurpee if you can and a chocolate bar. My wife is leaving. I just uh, ordered dinner. Uh, okay, so time now for the Dallas Stars team preview. These are brought to you by Dauber Hockey. Uh, and this, uh, I'll be honest. Oh, Maria Maria says, bye, Trish. Love you, she says. Take care. Um, this is an interesting team. And unfortunately, I apologize. I didn't get a chance to get the uh, UFHL logos. little rush today. But Jason Robertson, we were just talking with Rod Peterson about that. He's the main man, 41 goals this year. He's going to get the remaining seven-plus million dollars, uh, whatever they have up against their cap after they sign Jake Ottinger. Uh, Rupe Hintz, line mate, uh, pretty good. And, and Miro Heiskanen, not terribly hard to figure out the, the top three. Um, and again, I did this a lot quicker than I normally would have uh, because I was uh, in a bit of a time crunch today. Uh, but my breakout player is Radic Faxa, and my sleeper is Ty- Tyler Sagan. And th- the reason I'm going with the sleeper, he's not a defenseman, he's a forward. Again, my mistake. The reason I'm going with Tyler Sagan as a sleeper is because Tyler Sagan, if you're in a, a contract league, he's making so much money uh, that he needs to perform. Now, the generals are obviously, I think the generals might still have Tyler Sagan. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, in the UFHL, but this is uh, this is the lineup that um, Dauber Hockey is going with, and and I like this lineup. Actually, Ty Dele, uh, Delandria might have been a good choice for uh, breakout player as well. But Robertson, you know, forty goals this year, forty one last year. Uh, I think he can get eighty five to ninety points. You know, Pavelski is another goal scorer um, that also can dish, and Rupe Hints obviously, um, you know a 40 to 50 assist type of season could be pretty impressive. Bannon Sagan on the second line. It's really expensive uh, with Mason Marchment who signed there in the off season and brings a potential another 20 goals season. If they could get 20 goals out of Ben Marchment and Sagan, they'd be, they'd be loving it. Uh, Dennis Gurianov with Faxa and Ty Delandria and then uh, Kurvanta with Clendenning and Jacob Peterson. Obviously, Maverick Bork will be making a running, uh, make a run at that team. Uh, a few other guys. The blue line, you got the veteran and Ryan Suter. Obviously, Miro Heiskin and Essa Lindell are, are top guys. Uh, split up on a couple of pairings. Colin Miller, the former Bruin, and uh, Harley, uh, youngster. Will Butcher will be trying to make his way in there as well. And in goal, I think this is a really good tandem. Uh, you've got Ottinger and Wedgwood, and they're only making $5 million. That's really good cap production from the Dallas Stars. Um, so... You know, do I look at this team and think that it's a, a division contender? No. Can they make the playoffs? Sure, yeah. Jake Ottinger can get them to the playoffs. They've got, if, if you get 20 goals out of your second line, each guy, they can make the playoffs and Jake Ottinger plays well. Even Gurianov is a guy that might be able to move up if there's injuries. So, not a lot after the top six and the... Uh, Top three, I would say, on the blue line. But certainly they they have some pieces, um, you know, coming down the pipe, as they say. 
So that is the Dallas Stars. Uh, you can check out the Dauber Hockey Season Fantasy Preview Guide. And we're really, really excited uh, to be working with uh, Dauber Hockey. Uh, I don't want to let all the details out of the bag just yet, but I am pretty sure we are going to have somebody from Dauber Hockey on once a week to talk fantasy. So that's going to be huge for you. You know, We're working on Mike McKenna joining us. We're trying to bring as many people that can help you win your fantasy league or at least make it better have some fun and uh, enjoy yourself so working on some of these things for you the listener the viewer uh, to be able to uh, improve your fantasy standing all right uh, Jamie Thomas is coming up we have a ton of stuff to get to when it comes to Mr. Thomas uh, we are going to talk about three things that he learned we're going to dive into college football we're going to find out what the biggest overreaction from week one in the NFL was. His preseason all-star lineup and his biggest disappointment in fantasy baseball. All of that still to come here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network, twitch.tv slash ultimate fantasy sports. I'm going to get JMO set up and we'll be back very shortly.
All righty. Just after 5.20 p.m. Eastern time, uh, my name is Dean Millard. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily uh, on the Twitch TV slash Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, really glad to have you aboard. Uh, we've had uh, some fun times uh, so far on the show today. Uh, Rod Peterson joined us earlier. That'll be uploaded to YouTube a little bit later on. We played a little Fantasy Thunderdome. We did our Dallas Stars uh, preview uh, through Dauber Hockey. And uh, now we're going to go uh, around the horn uh, with my good friend and yours. You know him, you love him, Mr. Jamie Thomas. <laughs> How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, man? I am awesome. I had a chat with Rod Peterson today, and I love talking with yeah. Rod because he doesn't pull any punches. He, if he disagrees with you, he Never will has. tell you right away, and it's awesome. And he's he's obviously a, a legend. We both spent some time in Saskatchewan where Rod could run for mayor if he wanted to. Uh-huh. Oh, like, I, we, I think we probably vote for him right now. Like, that's the easiest decision on the ballot. So if Rod is going to run for in Rod, we trust. The That's easiest, right. The, just the easiest way to go. So in that department. So um, yeah, it, it's always interesting to talk to Rod Peterson. I love going on a show. And the the one thing with Rod's show now, Dean, I'm sure you've noticed this. You never know where he, he's going to be. Right. Like, one second he's Florida. Like, I just every time I look behind, there's some type of greenery, and I don't know if he's in Serbia. I don't know if he's in Miami. I don't know. You just never know where he is. So uh, good to see, I'm glad to see that you had him on your show because, of course, uh, does a great job in all aspects. And he, he, he'll say whatever comes to his mind. So I, I still hold back. I still pull my punches a little bit. Uh, but Rod does not do any of those types of things. Well, and, and the funny thing is he was in South Florida today and there was like lizards crawling everywhere. So he, it was like a, it was like a Richard Attenborough was with him or whatever, d- doing some, or did you ever see Snoop? Did you see Snoop do the, yeah. the, the planet Earth with the lizard oh, yeah. running away from the snakes? That was great. That was great. Uh, or Lord Green's New Wilderness. That's just like <laughs> for us older guys. That's, that's what you never know. Yeah. For all why is the... Why is the Bonanza guy? Why is the Bonanza guy doing animal shows now? That's yeah, what confused me. I'm like the cowboy is doing the animal shows. Yeah, yeah, I know. You just never know where Lauren Green's going to be. That's the same with the Rod Peterson. That's right. <laughs> okay, three things we learned on the weekend from the first NFL season. And now that I, I'm not sure if that font is very good. That might be a fine. I might be fine for a bad <laughs> font because I don't even know if I can read that. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is just fine without Cheetah. That's the first thing you learned. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this beforehand, right? I don't think I, – I know I know it was Arizona. I understand the opponent and everything like that. But there's any, any type of conversation that Patrick Mahomes is not one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It's still – I know fantasy-wise there's some argument because of the running part of, of the game. But, man, like he just, he just torched Arizona. And it's just like whoever he has out there, Juju Smith-Schuster – he just finds a way. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey is his obviously dump-off guy, too. So that, that'll never change. So Patrick Mahomes will go on to live without Tyreek Hill, but the Miami Dolphins are just thrilled to have Tyreek Hill at the same time. So it, it, it was – I wasn't surprised, but it's almost like something that just told, told the world he's going to be fine without the cheetah. Yeah. Uh, the same cannot be said for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, who – you know, yeah. Rod, Rod said it. He said they're done. Do, like, do you think the Cowboys have any chance at, at surviving without Dak? I know eventually we're going to talk about overreactions, but I, I just, how, how can you? Cooper, 
there are a lot of teams in the NFL, and there's, this will happen in fantasy football, you just don't address your backup quarterback position. And Cooper Rush was pulled off the practice roster before this game even started. So depth is not one of the strengths for the Dallas Cowboys at receiver, offensive line, and at quarterback. And all those are coming to a head already after week one. And I know it is only week one, but to lose Dak Prescott in that first game of the year on Sunday night football, uh, Tampa Bay has got a great defense, but they're not that good. But that, that guy is leading the Dallas Cowboys. And it's hard not to laugh because it's yeah. just, Cooper, Cooper Rush is going to absolutely destroy so many fantasy values on the Dallas Cowboys. I know Dalton Schultz, the tight end, will get lots of, you know, that's a security blanket. CeeDee Lamb's going to get a lot of targets. But, man, you're, you're, you're dropping Ezekiel Elliott from RB1 to, like, a flex starter maybe some weeks. And Tony Pollard, like, I'm not even looking at him right now. So it, it, so from a fantasy perspective, they're, they're still okay. But, co- no, who's rushing out to get Cooper Rush right now uh, yeah. on the waiver wire outside of guys in our league in, in the UFAFL because they have to fill – because it's only 32 teams, you have one quarterback. Um, so that's the only way that that happens. But it, the, the Cowboys, man – it's only week one. There's there's lots of long way to go here, but I just I just don't like their chances. And I'm sure lots of fans are already talking about looking at the 2023 NFL draft, which is a doozy, by the way. But we're going to get into that way down the road, just not right now. But the Cowboys are indeed in big trouble. That is not an overreaction by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's 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 not. They are they are done. Uh, and the Steelers' O line is still yeah. bad. I believe that's what it says. This font is so terrible, I can't even read. It's like trying to read my own writing. I really apologize yeah. for this, but the Steelers' O line, which is worse, the Steelers' O line or that font? Uh, no, listen, I, I can see it, and the best part is it's on my iPhone. So it's just that <laughs> that tells me something because my screen is smaller than yours. I'm I'm sure. But it is uh, that font is something else. I like the I like the white out exterior, so it like brings out the, the the blue. So I think you you chose the right font, buddy. Okay, and uh, good, you good. The, the the Steelers offensive line. I know Najee Harris got hurt hurt yesterday. Jalen Warren came in, took up most of the, the carries, but not like if it wasn't for that receiving touchdown, Najee Harris would have had under ten point fantasy points yesterday. And listen, it, it was an opening week disaster for me in our touchdown only league because I got Cam Akers. I don't even know if he touched the field in the first quarter or even the second quarter. And then, you know, you see Najee Harris get a receiving touchdown. But that is all tied into, you know, Najee Harris had so many touches last year, and that's why he had so much fantasy value because you just get, they gave him the ball over and over and over again. And I know that they might do that with Jalen Warren if there's any missed time here for Najee Harris, but that offensive line is atrocious. Um, so it's not going to make things very easy for them. So the Steelers, uh, Mitch Tabriskie, whoever they throw back in there, uh, they are going to struggle the way they did yesterday. You know, wildly entertaining, but mm-hmm. also kind of pathetic performance on both sides of the football for both Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. But number three, man, this is what we learned, and we kind of already knew this. The Steelers' offensive line is still really, really bad. JP says the Soldier Field turf. I mean, the the oh. shots of that field yesterday. Oh. I don't know if you saw the shot of the guy with his popcorn yeah. and it like just he just stood there. He just like he had that defeated look. Like when yeah. I would go in for a kiss and she yeah. would shut me down. Like I that was the yes. look. I, I saw that look in the mirror a lot when I would get home from dates before Trish took pity <laughs> on me. But that guy's look <laughs> and that field was awful. It was terrible. No. How could they play a football uh, game there? Uh, like if listen, if they're if they're not going to cancel any games because the ent- entire teams have COVID, they're not going to cancel because yeah, of, the, of the field conditions. It's just 
how are we going to do this? This game is already paid for. Television broadcaster, <laughs> we have to meet all these rights, radio rights. But we got, we just, that business keeps going. And we all, you know, you see all the complaints on social media. How are they playing this game? Like, why are you even asking this question? Because the yeah. answer is, we will always play. And it's like, almost like the bad news bears, let them play. That's what the NFL does every single day of their life. Just let them play. It doesn't matter if they're hurt, the field tradition or the field conditions are terrible. It's just, you have, the business has to keep going. And I felt bad. Like, it's amazing that that game even went through and it was even, you know, half decently to watch, but it was just more out of humor and you couldn't take your eyes off of it, but they will always play. And that field was absolutely atrocious. So I agree with uh, one of the people writing in today on Twitch. This is why they played. Because they just want the money. They don't care about people. They just want the money. Look, and we want to watch. We're, we're, we line up to watch every weekend. So it's we're just yeah. as guilty as them. Totally. And you be you would be upset. Like, what? What about my fantasy yeah, team? Exactly, like, it, just, exactly, like, it, yeah. it would just, it would, it would start a whole conundrum that you just don't want to deal with. So we can complain all we want, but those games are going to be played all the time. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest overreaction from the weekend is Austin Eckler and his horrible first week numbers. I mean, they yeah. were bad, um, uh, and and you know this is Austin. We did Austin Eckler in our fantasy Thunderdome today. Uh, two players yeah. enter, one leaves. Eckler versus yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Are you seeing people freaking out about Eckler right now? Like this is this must be fantasy rookies. Well, and, and you can understand why people are, but we are in the business, and this is what fantasy football does. Like you're probably Austin Eckler was RB one. And likely one of the first, you know, one of the first 10 players drafted in your league. Um, I know with our keeper league, with three keepers per team or whatever, Austin Eckler was, I believe, the third guy off the board um, in our draft in the What Would Taco Do League. So it, it, it is not surprised that people are freaking out. The numbers I'm seeing and the amount of uses that the usage he had is mind boggling. But the Chargers have so many options. Um, I have Mike Williams, another one of my fantasy pools. He was, I think he had two catches, like just you're going to have weeks like this because they just have so many options all over the place. And Justin Herbert can get the ball in only so many places. So it's just like Cam Akers. Like you're wondering what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McVay says he has to have more, uh, you know, incentive. I can't remember the exact terminology, but there's always a reason for these things to happen. And this is not something if I'm an Austin Eckler owner where I'm going, oh, I got to drop him. I can't start him next week. If you do that, you're going to pay the price, but that this is just one game to slow down we're going to have overreaction on some guys' usage every day of every week. So this is, uh, to me, it's just something. Until this becomes a pattern through the month of September and into October, then you shouldn't. But I think Austin Eckler is going to be just fine. Okay, uh, let's head back to school now. Uh, We'll talk college football. Um, Obviously, a lot of people were talking about that Alabama-Texas call. Wow. The roughing the passer. I mean, that was was just bloody terrible. And I, I, I just... I don't understand how it's almost like officials sometimes are looking for something specific instead of just letting it happen. Yeah. Instead of just like, how can I make Nick Saban happy this week? That's pretty (laughs) much what it is. How can we keep Alabama in the top five here? We can't have this. This is like, I mean, it's a packed house in Texas. The Longhorns have been dog shit for like so many. I'm, can I swear on the show? I keep no, you can't that. swear on oh, this show. Oh, hey, oh hey, okay. Just, just find me. Give me a fine. Give me a fine. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Thank you. 
You're I feel like I'm in my house. My, my son <laughs> is becoming really bad at swearing right now at 14. It's just like language. So thank you. <laughs> it's better to ask for forgiveness. And no, so beg for forgiveness than ask for That's permission. Right. And we'll cut it back up there. Anyways, dog crap. So the, that call was terrible. And it would have been one, it would have been a fantastic, like Quinn Ewers gets hurt. He was lighting up the Alabama defense. Like Alabama could not protect the quarterback. It, it, like there was all of a sudden, all these issues that you never thought Alabama had were starting to pop up on Saturday. And then Matthew McConaughey's there and it's just like a great day. And like, it just, it, it just seemed prime for it. And it, that's what we just talked about. Like you, for those of you that hate Alabama, Saturday was that perfect day where you're like, this is why we hate Alabama. Because these types of calls always go for them, and that that is why you know that's what made college sports so great. They were this Texas was this close yeah. to getting it done, so it, it was for them to lose that way must be hard. But that's something that a Texas Longhorn program that has been so bad for so long can build off of, and they have a lot of things to be proud of of that effort against Alabama. And I'm sure this might springboard them into something special in in 2022. The thing of it is, is it screws somebody in fantasy. And that's the most important thing is somebody in the ultimate uh, college fantasy football league might've got screwed by a bad call. And listen, that happens. How many times, like the, you go back a couple of years to the saints and the Vikings, but it's all, it sucks when there's a, a bad call, you know, there's enough about fantasy that's out of your hands. And then the refereeing yeah. does that and, and ruins what could have been a terrific story. It's too bad. But there was another yeah. excellent story. Appalachian State strutting oh. again. And we just talked about them last week in a joking yeah. reference. And they do it yeah. again. Yeah, like what was 63-61? I can't remember the score against North Carolina. It was like a fantastic football game. Had a crazy end to it and everything like that. But for them to beat Texas A&M, like just this. See, again... We're always looking for why, like, why is college football so great? So it's not only the, the tailgating and the crowds, the play, you know, the, the, it's all kids in the stands outside of, you know, a, a small select few people that have been season ticket holders for decades. But, man, the, that's what makes college football so great. That part of it, the noise, pageantry, halftime show, the bands, there's just so many reasons. But just for Appalachian State to do what they did, uh, beating Texas A&M, and, and Texas A&M just dropped. Like, it was a massive drop-off in the rankings uh, the AP uh, top 25. So, but you should fall that far when you lose to a team like Appalachian State. But this is what a great beginning part of the story, and another thing that they can build off of, and um, just just a fantastic uh, ride to start the year for them. I just I'm trying to think of uh, a smaller program team or anything that has had two massive upsets like like that. You you know you might have to go to like a a tennis uh, upset or something like remember Michael yeah. Chang upset Ivan Lendl like so many years ago. Oh. It's just kind of crazy that this yeah. small, this school has, has done this twice. Now forget about Anthony Richardson, pay attention to Kentucky. What are you talking about here? Oh, well, that's my fault. Cause I remember I was just uh, pumping the tires of Anthony Richardson. Oh man, he's moving yeah. up the top. He's going to be a first round quarterback. Look at this. This guy's so talented, but Kentucky, they said, shut up. <laughs> so they uh, they absolutely blanked blanketed like Florida's Anthony Richardson. Kentucky is a real deal right now. Uh, Will Levis is a great quarterback. They have a lot of special things going on in Kentucky. So it just the SEC, while it may have been not as as a great day for Texas A and M, but man, Kentucky's right in there, and they they are a legit a legit uh, team to be reckoned with here in 2022. So do respect Anthony Richardson. You have a long way to go, my friend, but you have a lot of weapons to be successful. But just not on week number two. In college See, football, yeah, Kentucky more of a basketball school uh, historically, yeah, and, and nice to really see that the football start. team, yeah, 
That's good. Yeah, they're really starting to turn the corner there. So it's it's another great uh, part of the season. Sorry, my dog is wobbling the desk here. I apologize oh, hey. for that. Hey. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We like dogs and just make sure yeah. he doesn't yeah. eat a pound of ground beef. Yeah. Raw, yeah, off we the keep, counter. We keep, <laughs> we're still trying to get that out of Indy's gut. <laughs> so if people don't know, Jamie and I live together. My wife yeah. took out a pound of, or not my wife then, but my girlfriend then took out a pound of cra- uh, ground beef, left it on the counter. She was going to do some chili. Came home, and Jamie's yeah. dog ate all of it, like every no single morsel. No chili whatsoever. So it's still, no I don't know. Iron, iron. That's when you learn a lot about how dog, how much dogs can eat without yeah. dying. So <laughs> just like if you and I ate a pound of meat like that, we'd be dead. Yeah, the raw, dogs especially still raw. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Totally dead. Totally dead. Uh, so that, that, that day was a disappointing day. But the biggest disappointment in fantasy baseball, I mean, you and I are big Dodger fans. We just watched the Dodgers annihilate the Padres who are their number two team in the division. I'm not saying I'm, I'm yeah. not worried about the Padres. If they could certainly get it rolling. But the biggest disappointment in fantasy baseball this year for you comes from the Padres. Yeah, it's Fernando Tatis. I don't think if, – if I mean, you can look around and, you know, some pitchers underachieved this year. Clayton Kershaw could not stay healthy. We still love him to death. And I will yep. never, ever dish on this program or in front of anybody, Clayton Edward Kershaw. But – you cannot tell me how many people are not upset with Fernando Tatis, like just off season idiocy, um, getting hurting yourself, getting wrist surgery. That is going, we don't know how that's going to affect a power hitter when a wrist injury like that, how the long-term effects of that. And then he gets the 80 game suspension. So you, there are, there is one team in our great white North baseball league that was benefit, you know, hoping to ride that train into the playoffs this year, but uh, Glenlon, uh, Tigers love pepper are not going into the playoffs in our league this year because Fernando Tatis, along with many other fantasy teams this year, are still very upset with Fernando Tatis's uh, lack of insight in the offseason and the inability to get on the field and stay on there thanks to a suspension. Yeah, and and like he didn't get surgery when he was supposed to, and then like yeah. it just if this is a twenty-three year old guy who is uber yeah. talented, but as much just talent a huge as contract. He has, yeah, Here, here's his talent, and here's his maturity level. They don't they don't match up, and until they do, and it'll click. I'm I'm I I think it'll click. I hope it'll click. Some guys it yes. doesn't, but it's got to click at some point, and it's got to match the the maturity and the talent come together, and he can be one of the best players in the game. But you're right, he yeah. has probably derailed more seasons this year than anybody, and including the and including the San Diego Padres. Like they yeah. they they'll get into the playoffs probably, but man, this is like with him and Juan Soto, like it would just be a terrifying for Machado, any team. So yeah. it is just, yeah, it, it's just gross how much talent they have there still would lose the Dodgers, but <laughs> they would make it interesting anyways. All right. Uh, finally, uh, let's get to our preseason all-star lineup. Now I gave you like rules and specific yeah. uh, homework with this. So you had to make yes. a lineup and you had to use every division. So every division had to be accounted for in this one. So tell us the reasonings why you went with these guys. Uh, you know, you obviously got all four divisions in there, but uh, tell me your all-star yeah. team and, and the reasons why. This is for fantasy. Well, yeah, absolutely. Andre Vasilevsky is going to eat up wins and shutouts. Like, it's just, it's not even fair. And uh, I know we keep looking and go, oh, Tampa's on the way down at some point. No, they're not. They're still, until something else changes. Uh, I know they've had three consecutive trips to the Stanley Cup final. They're going to be a little bit tired, but you know what? he's still the number one goaltender in fantasy. It's not even close to me at, at this point. That might change eventually down the road. 
but for wins and shutouts and you know save percentage, et cetera, et cetera, Andre Vasilevsky is always going to be there. One of the hardest names to remember how to spell. Period. Uh, right now, yeah, thankful with for the auto I. spell on my. Uh, yeah, on my uh, I Y. So it's like it's so grateful for auto spell on my uh, iPhone for that reason. Defense, like Kale McCarr, you're an idiot, and you, you can't look anywhere else. The problem is, I still think that Roman Yossi is better, but you made me go outside the division, so I went with Adam Fox as the next best choice. Uh, I don't think you know both guys eat a ton of minutes and also tons of PP one. I go down the list of reasons. Then there's just really no explanation needed for the forwards, right? And I feel. You try to get creative, but then, oh, my God, you left Leon Dreisaitl off. You're a moron, especially when I just finished saying to you a couple of shows ago that you have to award more points for goals in fantasy than assists, and then I leave Leon Dreisaitl and, and Alex Ovechkin off the list. So absolutely not. I'm not th- those guys until – like Alex Ovechkin, another great year coming up. The only thing that can keep him uh, from threatening Wayne Gretzky again for another year is, is injuries and whatever other pandemics could come into our lives. Hopefully there's none, and then Connor McDavid – flat out the best player in fantasy hockey period. It's not even close. And uh, we all, I already told you, he's going to go over 130 points this year for sure. So you, are you for sure on the Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record? Do you, do you think it happens for sure? Like what, what percentage would you give him? I'm, I would give him, I'll give him 70% chance right now, but there's just so many, if there wasn't, you know, there wasn't the pandemic. Yeah. There wasn't this, the, you know, I mean, the, the lockout that wiped out a bunch. There's so many things that came in there that we'd already be talking about him threatening it right now. And for a while there, I'm like, I don't want him to touch that one. But now I'm like, I, I'm, I want to see it happen because it's just something to, and it, it gets Wayne to talk more, tells more stories, and no one's going to touch his point total or his assists. So it's just like they can, somebody can have one of his records. I'm okay with the goal scoring one even though I'll always remember the pass against the Vancouver Canucks and number 802. And I saw 802 with the pucks in the hockey hall of fame, but I'm more than open to Alex Ovechkin just because of what he is and how he celebrates and what he's brought to the game of hockey. So I, I I'm all for him breaking the record, but I'll give him a 75% chance as, as of this show right now. Okay. To break the record. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. With you. I think if there was no pandemic, I'd give him more of a shot. I don't think he does it yeah. now. I, I, you know, I still think yeah. he's uh, amazing, and I hope he takes a run at it. But I think he's mm. going to come up short, and I'll enjoy him doing it. Now, on the other side, there's another guy chasing a record, and that's the machine, Albert Pujols, six hundred and ninety-seven. Yeah. He's got to get seven hundred, yeah. right? Yeah, and I like I'm not making the playoffs. I was my team was a disaster, so I picked up Albert Pujols for his final run. I start him every week, every game, yes. every day of the week. It's just like, so my cock and cobras they're horrible, but the fans are crying for this. You got, you have to start bringing people in and cheering for your team some way. So most teams either change the jersey, retire someone's jersey, or uh, you know do something to get people to pay attention to your team. I'm bringing Albert Pujols for the final stretch drive here in my bye week to try and get the first overall pick in our rookie drafts. So I love it. I we love are it. desperate at, in the Cochrane rodeo grounds to get people to come to the games. So that's what we're doing. Albert Pujols first base, every game. That would be legendary though. If Pujols helped you yeah. get the first overall pick, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's a great story to tell your kids. Is they like, wow, does my dad do anything <laughs> but fantasy? <laughs> All right, my man. Uh, this is okay, always buddy. fun. One of my highlights yeah. of the week. Uh, yeah. Great job lining up guests uh, for me. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoy yeah. uh, the rest of week number one tonight. Uh, this is going to be a, a slugfest, but uh, it'll be fun for fantasy owners.
Are you going to Penticton yet? You made the decision? I don't think we are. We were trying to. I don't think we can get the flight worked out properly. So mm-hmm. I, was I was hoping to come to watch. Beef in your hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to leave. Uh, I'd like to leave. Can you can you leave this for this? Can you just put this in the guy's room for me? It's raw. It's raw ground beef. He'll just, totally get it. He'll totally understand. Just, just put, put it, it under in the his room. covers. On, He'll like on it. On front of the TV, <laughs> underneath the pillow. <laughs> like I'm definitely bitch. not coming now. I'm definitely not coming now. Okay, <laughs> Thanks as usual, man. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy. Bye. Uh, see, it's not fair. He gets to hang up. I'm still laughing. Like, it's not fair because I have to compose myself. So we had fun. The, I, I still remember the night uh, Bertuzzi went crazy with Steve Moore. Jamie and I were watching it on the couch going, holy bleep, our day just got a lot busier tomorrow because I was at Global. He was at A-Channel. Best thing is we would phone each other on the weekends and be like, hey, what are you covering? I gotta go. I, I don't have enough stuff. I got to go find something. So we would tell each other what we were doing. Our bosses probably didn't like it, but that's okay. He's my boss now. It's good. Executive director of our Twitch and, of course, uh, the man behind Jets uh, Radio. He's the color analyst on uh, Jets Radio broadcasts. Uh, Great fun as usual. When we return, we'll be back very shortly. Uh, We're going to wrap things up uh, and take a look back at some starts and sits heading into tonight's contest. This is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on twitch.tv slash ultimate. Fantasy Sports, we're back in a second.
All righty. Final segment of uh, the show. Thank you so much to uh, Jamie Thomas and Rod Peterson who joined us on uh, the program today. Uh, Larry Fisher will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, his weekly, I believe, actually, I haven't even uh, checked in with Larry. I should probably check in and make sure he's uh, still to go. Uh, I believe Derek Van Deest will join us as well. Just got uh, off the phone with uh, NHL defenseman Mark Pasek. He's going to probably join us on Wednesday, I'm thinking. Uh, see if that day works out for him. So that will be... Uh, very exciting. Thursday, of course, Andy Mack joins us to get you ready for the Thursday nighter. So lots of cool things uh, to come on the program as we roll along and expand. If there's somebody you'd like to see on the show, please uh, send us a note. I uh, would love to try to accommodate that, uh, depending on uh, obviously who it is. This is how you can get in touch with us at UFFS Network. On Twitter, at UFF Sports, UFF Sports Official on Instagram. The website is uffsports.com, and if you'd like to send us an email, it's info at uffsports.com. Question of the day today, uh, what was your biggest point producer in week one? Love to hear that. Oh, Larry says, I am good to go for tomorrow, so that's awesome. Thank you, Larry. Uh, that is great. I'm glad uh, you were good to... I, I didn't even uh, reach out yet. So Larry and I are going to have some fun on the show as we get into the season and have some uh, good competition. So I'm glad he'll be on the show tomorrow. Mark Pasek, as mentioned, on Wednesday. Who was your biggest fantasy point producer in week number one? As I mentioned, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a touchdown-only league was on the bench, so that did not help. As for Sunday learning in the NFL, Justin Jefferson delivered in a huge, massive way. Justin Jefferson was spectacular yesterday. Like J.J. Walker, little dynamite, nine grabs, 184 yards, two trips to the end zone, 64 yards was his longest. Thirty-nine fantasy points for Justin Jefferson. No other Viking receiver had more than thirty-six yards. AJ Thielen uh, was the the best there, but Kirk Cousins just heaving it downfield to an open Jefferson. Pretty impressive stuff from you know a guy that is trying to take a run at Cooper Cup, the number one receiver in fantasy football. He was the number one receiver yesterday for sure. And he was getting balls thrown at him like crazy. Carson went off. The commander's quarterback, 27 of 41, 313 yards, four touchdowns. He did have an interception, but 35 fantasy points for the former Eagle Colt leader. He threw the ball to 10 different commanders. And this was awesome. The Washington Commanders gave out mugs with Washington State in the background. Child, please. Like, how much job security does that person have today who made that mistake? Zero point zero. 
hey, we're the commanders. Look at these great mountains in our background. Shame. 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 All right. So Carson Wentz of the Washington State Commanders, really good, and Barkley barks loudest. Saquon Barkley. I told you this last week. He said, I am proving everybody I can be a number one guy. He did that yesterday. Now he's got to prove that he can be a healthy number one guy. That's what he's got to prove now. By the way, if you want to win your league, we can help you out. Uh, tune into this show for fantasy advice, decisions. We'll make them for you. We will not guarantee they'll always be right, but we can help your fantasy league. Barkley yesterday uh, was definitely the number one running back. 33 fantasy points, 164 carries, 13 or 164 yards on 13 carries and a touchdown. And he also grabbed 30 yards in the air. Now let's see if he can stay healthy. This was an awesome moment over the weekend. Here it comes. Albert sends one out to the deep right center. It's at the wall. Good. He's done. 97, a two-run homer to put the Cardinals on top. He's all alone, fourth place in home runs in Major League history. Incredible. My favorite part is here. Him and Yaddy, long-time Cardinals embracing. 697. For the machine getting it done. That was an awesome moment on the weekend. Larry says, I like Jamie's bold prediction, giving Ovechkin a 70% shot at breaking Gretzky's goal record. I'm bullish on that too, but wouldn't give him more than a 50-50 odds. I don't think he's going to do it. I want to see him make a run. I don't think he's going to do it. Unfortunately. I don't think it's going to happen. Face Palm Circus, Devontae Adams, half PPR, then Jamar Chase and Michael Pittman. Really? I I have no pro, I have no qualms with the Devontae Adams. Uh, I think, you know, the Raiders didn't show it yesterday, but they're I, I have them winning that division. Larry says, cool to have Mark on for sure. Hope he's on the road to recovery. Tough offseason injury. Hopefully still gets to play some games for original six franchise in Detroit. Yeah, and just a great guy, and he's a great mentor for some of those really good. Yeah, like Mark Pesek isn't flashy, but he's smart. Gets the job done. You don't notice him make mistakes. He was never a flashy guy, even in junior. He's a great captain, great person, great mentor, great leader, a great guy to bring into your locker room. Looking forward to chatting with him later on this week. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you so much uh, for uh, Rod Peterson and Jamie Thomas joining us on the pro program. We're getting this uploaded uh, later on this evening to YouTube and uh, into audio. So wherever you find your podcast, you'll be able to find this. Just search for 
Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network on YouTube and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show today. Uh, We are back again tomorrow, and we will have a lot more fun on the program. Thanks very much, everybody. Take care. Thanks, now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.